All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. What's up, everybody, and welcome into episode 14 of Frankly Speaking. I'm Daily Faceoff Hockey Insider Frank Saravalli, and this is our weekly one-on-one interview series with some of the biggest names in the hockey world. Today, we're going to be joined by newly installed Philadelphia Flyers President of Hockey Operations, Keith Jones. But first, I need to tell you that Frankly Speaking is presented by ProLine Plus, not just another sports book, it's the only sports book that gives 100% of its profits back to Ontario. ProLine has been your local trusted sports book for over 30 years, now offering Ontario sports fans more ways to play in store, online, or take the game on the go at the ProLine app with your favorite sports and events right at your fingertips. Download the ProLine app and bet in app with ProLine Plus today, or head over to ProLine Plus. .ca to learn more. Speaking of Ontario, Keith Jones, the pride of Brantford, Ontario, also home of uh, Wayne Gretzky, for one. And Wayne Gretzky, close friend of Keith Jones, as the two were most recently teammates at Turner Sports. Uh, Keith Jones, an in-game analyst for TNT. Keith uh, Wayne Gretzky, of course, sitting on the TNT panel. And Keith Jones has been in broadcasting for a long time, so I wanted to ask him why did he jump into this situation with the Philadelphia Flyers, taking what has been a mostly cushy gig and now being at the mercy of wins and losses. We'll ask him about that, his outlook and view of the Philadelphia Flyers, both from before and what the future may entail, the relationship between the three-headed monster of himself, Danny Briere, and... 
John Tortorella as head coach, a really unique setup and concept in the National Hockey League, and a whole lot more. Let's dive in. Keith Jones, before we ask about the how, my big question is why? You had one of the best jobs in hockey as an analyst for TNT Sports, also working on the Flyers regional broadcast over the years, not subject to the whims of the wins and losses. And now you step into a role as president of hockey operations for the Philadelphia Flyers. And now you're in the thick of that, the pressure cooker, so to speak. Why now? Why this team? Why this opportunity? Well, this team was easy. It's the only team that I would have ever considered taking a job like this, Frank. That that part is the one thing that stood out to me the most. It, it is a team that has done so much for myself and my family. Um, I retired here at the age of 32 and really didn't know what I was going to do. Thought I had money, but really didn't have money. And I uh, was going to have to you know, find another way to make sure that I could uh, take care of my family. So the Flyers were the first you know, team to really step up and give me an opportunity and number one, covering their team on, uh, you know, pre and post game live shows when I started. Uh, morning radio happened here in Philadelphia for me, um, which is not um, something that you would consider common, you know, a hockey player doing morning radio in a town that is football crazed. But uh, somehow I found a niche there with Angelo Cataldi, Al Morgani and Rhea Hughes. And that really catapulted me into this career that has been an incredible one. But without the fans of Philadelphia, you know, what did I have? Sure, I had a national stage, which was awesome. Uh, but that was even started through um, Comcast, working at OLN and Versus and then uh, NBC after that. So there's a lot of connections to this city. And Mr. Snyder and I had a connection. He was the first person that called me when I had to announce my retirement, I still had a couple of years left on my deal. And uh, he wanted me to know that he cared about me. And I think all of those things combined made this a pretty easy decision. And then it wasn't just a decision, then it was a process of trying to, you know, make sure I was worthy of getting the job against some incredible candidates. So it's uh, it's been a long couple of months, no question. And I'm really happy where it ended up. Yeah, no doubt. I was curious if you had to pinch yourself on Friday as you're being introduced. Like if anyone's read your book uh, and spent any time around, you know, you're a humble guy to think that not just even having an NHL playing career was possible, but to now be the president of one of the I call them the original seven franchises um, because they're, they've been such an impactful organization throughout the NHL to be sitting there saying this is actually what I get to do now for a living. Yeah, there's uh, certain days you wish your mom and dad were still alive, and that that was one of them. So I, I knew that they would be, and I didn't want to say it there because I thought I'd start to cry, so I didn't want to do that. So I kind of avoided like saying anything personal because it was going to really bring that, you know, those type of emotions up for you. Um, and same as when I mentioned Mr. Snyder's name during that conversation, almost that same presence of he's here, you know, he's around and, and that, uh, as awesome as it feels, sometimes it can bring you to the point of, uh, shedding a few tears. So I was glad I held it together. It was that special of a moment for me. Um, but then in my own personality, I love seeing other people do well. I, I want to see other people, you know, have great things happen in, in their lives. So it's a little bit hard sometimes to, to be able to share how you're really feeling. So 
Um, I guess that's a little insight to what was going through my mind as I was sitting there on really a stage, Frank, as you know, Philadelphia. The last time I was out on the stage there was for Wing Bowl going back about <laughs> 15 years ago. And I, I remember looking around going, oh, my, how far we have come, because, as you know, Wing Bowl is a crazy event uh, that's been run was run by WIP for so many years and uh, just so many surreal moments as I kind of walked around. And the first time I had ever, you know, first time I'd been in that locker room in probably 20 years. I mean, I have always stayed out. Um, that's one of the things that uh, was really difficult when I first retired was to watch games live. I kind of enjoyed doing the pre and post game show because I didn't have to go out into the arena bowl because um, that's when you miss it. And I, that's something that um, I really want to get back here in this city, those type of, you know, critical games that, the crowd's pumping and we've got something for them to really cheer about. And, and that's the goal. Yeah, it is the goal. And and you mentioned cheer about in the last number of years, there's been a lot to jeer about essentially. Um, so put me, you know, in your shoes. Now you've got an opportunity here um, instead of analyzing to actually have a seat at the table and be a voice in the decision-making process. Obviously, Danny Briere is going to do a lot of the heavy lifting when it comes to talent evaluation and, and player transactions. But, you know, I, I sort of see this as you being a, a guiding light, a, a guiding voice to, to bounce things off of and to be someone that can, you know, help him through this process, which part of which you, you talked about on Friday, at your introductory press conference. But, you know, to go from being the person that, you know, sort of has an eye on the whole league and is is watching games intently and analyzing them to now actually putting that into action, how different is that going to be for you? It's going to be different, no question. I, I'm so pleased that I'm in a position where I can help Danny. Um, I do have a lot of great relationships around the league. And as you know, when you're starting to make deals and make trades, um, there's a lot of different people you want to be able to talk to before you end up, you know, making that big trade. Um, I've been called many times from different people throughout the, in, the the industry when they're looking to, you know, get to know a player a little bit better and get to really start to dig in on somebody that they're getting ready to commit to and making a trade. Um, I'm going to be able to use a lot of those assets and a lot of the people that were reaching out to me, I'm going to be reaching back out to them and, and introducing Danny to some of the guys that he may not know. Um, I think those relationships really matter. Um, you know, I, I grew up with Rob Blake in LA, uh, very good friends, of course, with Joe Sackick, who I played with. Uh, Chris Drury's out there doing his thing in New York. Tom Fitzgerald, we both played together. There's a lot of guys that are, you know, I'm connected with uh, that are doing the best that they can for their teams, but I'm going to make sure that I'm doing the best I can to help Danny get this team where it needs to be. And obviously, as you mentioned, it's not been very good over the last few seasons. Two years ago was about as bad as it's been. I would have been a lot more hesitant taking over this job based upon what was happening two years ago. Uh, I do think that John Tortorella uh, did an outstanding job in starting to build this team back in the right direction. I think, obviously, we have a long way to go, but the foundation is starting to come together. Um, I feel a lot more um, pleased about the opportunity based upon what I saw last year. Two years ago, in contrast, when the Flyers were down 3 nothing, 3-1, to that game ended up 
six two, sometimes eight to two. Um, it was not a team that really battled through and and made made you feel like they were making steps in the right direction. Last year they got down three nothing. They often came back and tied at three three. They might have lost four three in the end, but they were much more competitive and made you feel a lot more pride when you left the building based upon the advances that they were making. And I think that's only going to get better in the future. Not sure about the near future, but I know the compete level is going to be there in the future. Yeah, you definitely saw that fight and you brought John Tortorella up. So I was heading there next. Like, let's talk about that because I've seen tons of president of hockey ops and GMs introduced to the public and the media for the first time, but I can't ever really remember one in which, the head coach also had a seat at the table and there's good reason for that because the flyers obviously value and trust John Tortorella's opinion and what he brings to the table. And so I kind of have two thoughts here in terms of how, I want to know from you how this is going to play out. And on one hand, I'm kind of thinking to myself, head coaches are such an important part of the equation because if you, if you hand a coach players that don't fit, it's like fitting square pegs in a round hole They need to be consulted. And sometimes they are depending on the organization. But then on the other hand, I'm thinking, you know, coaches always have a shelf life. And, you know, that's sort of something that as time goes on, how does that relationship evolve as as the three of you, so to speak, as the three headed monster here go about tackling this rebuild? How do you envision all that playing out? Yeah, it, it is interesting, Frank. There's no doubt about that. I, I I really like the concept behind it. I think it's unique. I don't think it's something that's been done around the league. Uh, people around this area want change. They want things to be different, and this is different. Um, I, I so much look forward to the conversations with Torts. I've known him a long time away from the rink. I know how much he cares. Um, I think that is the number one thing. He wants this team and this organization to get back on the map. His intentions are in the right place. He talks a lot about accountability. So when a coach has a little bit more say, he's got probably a lot more accountability in my eyes. So he's going to be putting his, you know, his word out there and he's going to be looking to back it up with the players that come in and join this team. He has a great feel how to build a team. I have no problem in sharing ideas with him. Uh, We're going to have some arguments, I'm sure, along the way. But uh, I appreciate his opinion. I appreciate what he's done throughout his National Hockey League career. I've watched it closely, had many conversations with him. Uh, We see the game a lot alike. And there's some some things that we and I would do differently. And those are things that we're going to communicate about with Danny, of course. And I think it's, um, you know, it's an interesting, unique concept that I think we're going to have some really good results with. Obviously, time will tell that story, but I'm pretty confident about it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's fascinating. Like I said, in some ways, it just makes sense. Like you need the coach to be part of the solution here. And if you're not giving him the pieces that he's craving, well, then it's hard to then ask for results in return. But on the other hand, I think the the alternative argument would be or the counterpoint would be, is there a point where, you know, if you are having, you know, disagreements, which are natural and healthy in any front office, is there a chance that there's too many cooks in the kitchen? How, you know, how does the ultimate hierarchy and decision making process boil down in terms of who has the final say? Yeah, Danny's going to have the final say in player personnel. There's no doubt about that. Um, I would envision that as Torts and I, you know, making strong cases for who we wanted. 
um, in an open and honest environment. But Danny Breer is going to be the guy. I'm I'm there. My job is to be there for Danny. Uh, Torts's job is to coach the team. And Danny's job is to make sure we have the right pieces in place. So because we're having conversations does not mean that, you know, everyone's making the final decision. We're going to collaborate. There's no doubt about that. But Danny Briere is the guy that's going to be picking the players that play for the Philadelphia Flyers. And you, Danny Briere is a guy that you also know really well going back to his time here as a player. You mentioned that. Uh, Friday's introductory press conference that, you know, one thing you liked was that he picked Philadelphia as an unrestricted free agent and has chosen to stay here uh, and pursue the next portion of his his hockey career. Um, when you look at his, um, you know, eye for the game, his work that he puts in, what what excites you about what's coming next for the Flyers? A lot of what I saw from when he played, Frank, if you looked at Danny Breary, you wouldn't think he was a prototypical Philadelphia Flyer. When he chose to come here, it was kind of a little bit of an eye-opener because the Flyers had not had very many players that were his size, played the game like he did, thought the game that the way that he did. And then look where he's at now. He stayed. He stayed in Philadelphia, which doesn't happen happen a lot. As you know, you're in, you're in the area. Um, a lot of the guys have moved on. A lot of the guys make enough money. They choose to, you know, go back and live wherever they please. Families are all over the place. But Danny Breer stayed here, made his home here, and continued to learn here. He didn't have to. He made a ton of money. Anybody can look up what Danny Breer has made in his career. He wants this, and he's earned this. And I, tr- I trust his instincts, and I know that inside there, there's there is a – Piranha waiting to get out and just make things happen for this team. So I uh, I love our conversation so far. We're going to have more later on today. And, uh, you know, obviously we're, we're both well aware that we have a great opportunity here, but we have a lot of work to do. And I'm very, very confident that Danny Barrera is going to do a fantastic job here in Philadelphia. It's funny that you said Piranha because even for a little guy, anyone that watched him play, you just get one stick to the to the to the ribs, and you understand what kind of guy you were going up against. Someone that had a heart way bigger than what fit in his body. Um, but so you've had some detailed conversations with Danny Briere, even just in the first days since taking this job. Just from a pure conceptual level, like what will the Flyers look like in your eyes? What is an ideal? you know, sort of concept of how this team looks in a few years when you get to where you want to get to? Because one of the real benefits of of you being in this role is you've seen up close and personal what makes the very best teams in this league be successful. It's uh, it's it's talent. There's no question about that. It's high-end talent. Um, I always look at the Tampa Bay Lightning and follow them so closely and so appreciate all the thing that all the things that they've been able to accomplish, how dig they can uh, how deep they can dig. And obviously they are built around a foundation of some top picks. And unfortunately, in some cases, you have to get a little you have to get worse before you get better. If we're going to compete for Stanley Cups, we're going to have to take a step back. Um, the players will decide how long we step back for. Our drafting will decide a lot. Uh, we need to find a Braden point in the third round. You know, we have to have some some of these guys that uh, our scouting staff needs to find and discover and make sure that we are building our team, you know, especially in our skill positions through the draft. Uh, that's that's the one thing that I've noticed from a lot of the teams that have had, you know, extended periods of success. 
They draft extremely well. They have picks available. Uh, they make trades to make sure that as they get closer to being the team that they envision being, they have some cap space to go out and find those final pieces. Uh, so we want to reduce some of that over the next little while to make sure that we have the room to recruit. Uh, we have a fabulous city, as you mentioned, one of the you know top destinations to play in the National Hockey League. But if you don't have room, you have nothing. So we have the you know great facility that Valerie Camillo's done an incredible job of rebuilding that Wells Fargo Center from the inside out. Our practice facility, which I was just walking around today, is incredible. I'm just shocked how good that is. We travel well. We stay in the best hotels. We have all kinds of resources to make sure that we get this thing right. We want to hit all those things at the right time. Uh, we're not there right now, but that is the goal, to get in a position where we can do that and then to really define what makes a team win. And the blue line matters. The blue line, to me, is the most important thing. I learned a lot about that from David Poyle when I played for him. Uh, there's a reason that David's been in the business as long as he has. He always built an outstanding blue line. I uh, would have loved to see him get over the top and win a Stanley Cup. There's some luck involved with that, obviously. But we want to have a really advanced back end. It's, it's interesting to hear you say that because I think that's one of the things that sort of as a general media standpoint we've missed in this year's playoffs is everyone's talked about the Carolina Hurricanes missing three of their leading scorers, but look at their back end. It's probably as talented as, as any in the league and as deep one to six as any for sure. So that's obviously a big part of their success. But I wanted to ask you in the short term, what does this look like? Like what does this summer look like for the Philadelphia Flyers? Is this Obviously, you're, you're going to need to begin to tear down and remove some of the pieces that are on your team. How drastic and how quickly, like, is there something to be said for the teams that kind of get to the bottom as quickly as possible, if that makes any sense? Like, if you look at the Chicago Blackhawks lottery results this year, notwithstanding the fact that they were able to get as sort of down and dirty as they did, I think just kind of hastens the timeline in terms of where you want to get to. Yeah, no, I, I don't think there's any doubt that that helps them. I, I don't foresee us being in that much of an extreme situation. Um, I do see us, you know, getting out there and making some creative deals. I, I do think that we've got to, you know, keep in mind where we're headed, uh, not get too far ahead of ourselves, make sure we make the right deals. But uh, we're no question, we're, we're open for business. And of course, Danny and I and Torts will have uh, multiple conversations over the next little while as we try to get things organized. But that, that in my eyes, is what I would envision um, us in a position, you know, over the next few years to make sure that we're ready to stay there for a, for a number of years to follow like some of the most successful teams in the, in the league right now. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so to, to wrap up our conversation, Jonesy, I wanted to ask you this, you're so in tune to the market um, you understand this fan base. I've lived here my whole life. Um, I've never really kind of seen it the way that it's been. You mentioned two years ago and some of the, the lows of where this team has been, but there's a mix between, I think a toxic mix between apathy and anger that's been existed in this fan base. And I, I think part of it is, is certainly well-earned as well. How do you fix that? How do you, how do you get this market back on track to being, you know, the proud franchise that it is and, and it's place within the marketplace as well, because it's sort of fallen in that regard as well. 
Yeah, this is a very unique city, Frank. It's one that appreciates hard work. It appreciates a team that goes out there and lays it on the line every night, but also wins. So we need to find that balance with some really talented players that can lead us as far as finding ways to advance our way up the standings, but at the same time, make sure that we play the, the game uh, with accountability, with structure, but with a real passion towards our fans. We want the fans to get it up off their feet and cheer this team. I've played here when it was like that. I played here with Lindros and Leclerc, and every time we stepped over the boards, you could feel it in the crowd. We want that. You have to earn that. And right now, we're working our way to trying to get that back. But in this city, we have to go above and beyond. We've got some really good teams in this city right now. You know, we are the fourth team. And we want to make sure that we advance for our fans and get them back feeling the pride that they felt in this organization going back, uh, you know, a few years now. It's left and we need to get it back. Keith, I have no doubt you are on the case and on your way to making that happen. Congratulations on your new role as president of Hockey Operations and wish you all the best. Thanks a lot for joining me today. Yeah, great to see you, Frank. Thanks so much for having me on. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. You know, I've been at this 15 years now covering the NHL, and I can't, I, I challenge you to find one person who has even one bad word to say about Keith Jones. It's simply not the case. There's so many people that are rooting for his success. You can count me among them. And also just in terms of getting the Flyers back on track. I mentioned before, I've lived in this market my entire life. I've never seen it in a situation in which it is now where the apathy has has reigned king over the Flyers franchise and their fan base, that it's not the same since Ed Snyder, their founder and chairman, passed away. Uh, they haven't had anywhere near the success that you're accustomed to seeing for the Flyers organization. And I have no doubt that Keith Jones and Danny Briere will do a the lion's share of the work in terms of getting this team back on track. 
Uh, thanks to Keith Jones for joining us today for this edition of Frankly Speaking, which is presented by ProLine Plus. Not just another sports book, it's the only sports book that gives 100% of its profits back to Ontario. ProLine has been your local trusted sports book for over 30 years, now offering Ontario sports fans more ways to play in store, online, or take the game on the go with the ProLine app with your favorite sports and events right at your fingertips. Download the ProLine app and bet in-app with ProLine Plus today or head over to ProLinePlus.ca to learn more. All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. And let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? But there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount. And that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first. And you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.